0: So the questions are these, how can we really activate the best of the private sector to meet the challenges of the real world? Is there a way to accelerate my career that doesn't involve boring online or classroom courses? And can I really impact people in the developing world with the skills that I have? Can I finally feel proud of what I know? Those are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Philippa White, and this is Ty Unearthed. Keep listening, and you can follow us on our journey as we show you how we're connecting the private sector with the social sector to make change. Welcome to episode three of Tie's podcast. Today, I am interviewing the advertising legend, John Steele. I am just so honored to be speaking with you right now, John, and uh, thrilled that you agreed to speak with me. So, thank you very much.
1: Pleasure to be here, Philippa. Lovely to talk.
0: Good. So, I wanted to ask you why uh, you worked with Ty for 10 years and paid good money to lose a valued employee for several weeks, and why the risk paid off for you. But before I get into that, I just wanted to first tell our listeners a little bit more about you, for those of you that don't know. So John is a writer and strategist uh, who has solved problems for some of the biggest commercial brands on this planet, such as Nike, Coca-Cola, Porsche, Unilever, and Vodafone, to Major League Baseball to the National Basketball Association and even Fulham Football Club. Do you guys, do you guys remember the Got Milk campaign? Because I do, I can still see the billboards when I was growing up. Well, yeah, John was the strategic architect behind that. And between 2012 and 2014, he worked with the former US Vice President Al Gore and the United Nations Secretary Ban Ki-moon on a global climate change campaign in advance of the 2014 UN Climate Change Summit. So, you also may be familiar with his two best-selling books, Truth, Lies and Advertising and Perfect Pitch. And if you aren't, I highly recommend getting them because I often find myself using examples from them in conversations. They're fantastic and I'll put a link in uh, in in the episode information so you guys can check them out. Um, I was introduced to John via the incredible Jeremy Bullmore, who was an uh, advisor to Sir Martin Sorrell at the time. Uh, Sir Martin Sorrell was the CEO of WPP. And when I met John, he was the group planning director for WPP Group and was also the WPP marketing fellowship director. So I feel like that explains, John Steele, what uh, what you did and what you're all about. So I thought I'd Just hand over to you. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. To this day, I'm so grateful to you for your belief in Thai and for getting involved with our program and for offering these experiences to your star employees. So, it's just great to have you here with us today.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: (laughs) So, tell me, I'd love to know, why did you sign up for Thai?
1: Well, interesting, Philippa. You you talked in your introduction um, about a company losing a valued Um, For a period of time, I never really saw it that way. I saw it as a process of gaining a more valuable employee, and that's why I signed up for Thai. Uh, Initially, there were two reasons why I was attracted to it. Um, The first time we met, uh, and you talked about Thai, it it resonated very strongly with my own personal experience. Um, And back in the nineteen nineties, when I worked at Goodby Silverstein and Partners, I had a period of my employment with them where I I was a little burnt out and also questioning whether I wanted to spend my life in working with commercial clients, some of whom um, were not a lot of fun to work <laughs> with. And I quit. And I quit my job. Um, but the agency said, "Don't don't quit. We'll we'll keep your resignation letter, but you go away for a, you know three or four weeks and." just recharge your batteries and think about things and i did I, I went to africa and i went to rwanda and tanzania and burundi and 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 saw mountain gorillas and jane goodall's chimps and and, and at one point i was driving across the serengeti in a truck and for a sort of eight-hour journey and and i figured that perhaps I could do more for the kind of organizations that interested me if I stayed in the agency world instead of leaving it. And I I would be able to develop my professional skills further and then apply them to stuff that I cared about beyond the commercial world, um, while also still having access to the resources and professional expertise of a lot of other people around me in the agency. So when, when you talked about Thai and what that represented, it felt very familiar to me, and I'd experienced something of a, a conversion to the philosophy of time myself. Now, the other reason was an entirely professional one that at the time we met, I was running WPP's fellowship program. Yeah. Now, this was a leadership program that Sir Martin had started back in 1995, and, and it was designed to create future leaders for WPP and its operating companies. And it was based on the principle that to be an effective leader in the future of this industry, people had to be multidisciplinary. It was no longer any good to just be a PR person or just an advertising person or just a branding person. You had to be able to to speak the language and understand the methodologies of all. Um, But you also had to be culturally flexible Uh, increasingly WPP's business was international and we needed people to be able to move seamlessly between different business cultures so the program worked by fellows spending three years each of those years in a different company representing a different discipline and usually a different geography and at the end of the three years they would got a huge amount of experience but they often didn't know how much they'd learned and for me the tie represented a, an intensive, immersive experience for them in exactly how much they had learned. It's almost like a, a finishing school for fellows. Yeah, well. So, so, so what you were offering fitted perfectly with my needs to to tie up the fellowship experience. Yeah. And, and and have people understand just how much they'd gotten out of their three years and how much they'd got to offer going forward. Wow, uh, it's so nice to hear that. I mean, over we
0: we worked with the uh, WPP Fellowship Program over ten years. Can you believe it, John? So ten years, and we sent a total of twenty-three former fellows through the immersive Tide program that we um, that we were running uh, at the time. Obviously, now it's a bit tricky due to the uh, current um, situation of of coronavirus, with borders being shut. But the program obviously that we worked together with was where future, you know, the fellows, the future leaders or the fellows would be physically leaving their work. And obviously for 30 days, they would immerse themselves completely in another country and culture. Um, And over the years, actually, we placed uh, them with, I mean, I'm just looking at my list here. So we sent people to places. um, So we worked with children's literacy in Africa, street children in Brazil, saving the lives of elephants in Kenya, which I know we'll talk about in a bit because I know that that is a very... Close to your heart organization, um, Girl Empowerment in Rwanda, Education in Ethiopia, and Conservation of the Brazilian Rainforest. So, loads of um, places and causes that people supported. And, you know, communication campaigns and business strategies were created um, that were obviously hugely impactful for the host organizations and their communities. But I'd love to understand from you. You know, what were the benefits in your mind of getting involved with ties? What was, what you know, why is what we do important in your view? What did you get out of that?
1: Well, it, it's it's important because it's the right thing to do. Um, people in our business should be applying their skills to problems that go beyond the commercial. Um, the philosophy of of applying our communication skills for the skills for the benefit of humanity for the benefit of our world it makes us better people Um, it puts the work we do for our commercial clients in context but it also makes us better professionals um, because it adds variety to what we do it allows us to understand that the the skills we apply on behalf of a, a commercial client in one category are transferable to commercial clients in other categories, and commercial and transferable beyond commercial clients altogether. Yeah. So I, I think that there are, for me, there are four benefits to it. Um, one is the one that you've already mentioned, where the, there is a clear benefit to the organisation, the Children's Literacy Group, the, the Amazon Rainforest Group. You know, all all of the people, all of the groups who had fellows and other Thai people working with them have got a lot out of it. There's an enormous benefit to the individual uh, because in almost every case, they, realize, they learn things about themselves that they didn't know existed before they went um, out of their comfort zone into, a, into a, a country that they've never been to before, working in a language that they've never spoken before, on problems that they would have assumed in the past were too big for them to handle. And, and they cope. And, and, and all, in all of those 23 fellowship experiences over the 10 years that we spoke about, there, were no, there was never a disaster. Yeah. Nobody ended up in jail. <laughs> nobody ended up in hospital. No, 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 nobody ever. No, nobody ever called up halfway through and said, I can't do this. I've got to come home. They all saw it through, yeah. and they all completed the project. So there's a benefit to the organisation, benefit to the individual. There's an enormous benefit to the sponsoring company, um, in that the professional they get back is different and better than the one who left. And there's a benefit to the industry. Ours isn't an industry that has a enjoys a great reputation for its social conscience, and it's nice to have opportunities within the industry to ex- to explore. Um, so, social issues um, w- without having to leave the industry. You don't have to make a choice between commerce and charity. Yeah, exactly. um, the two, there's, they, can, they can walk hand in hand and there's a symbiotic relationship between the yeah, two. Yeah, I
0: love love that you just said that because I couldn't agree more. I, uh, When I'm talking about Thai and I think about um, how I felt actually when I set up Thai and I remember thinking you know, it feels like when you come out of university, you have two choices: either you um, do good and work in sort of the helping people industries, or you do well and work in the private sector. And it it sort of feels still a little bit like it's an either or. And I sort of feel like, well, no, why does it have to be either or? It doesn't, you know. Why can you not work in the private sector using the skills that you have, and you can actually make a difference? And yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that. and I.
1: I had a lot of conversations with, with fellows early in their careers who, who wanted to work solely in the, in the, in the doing good area. And, and that if they did want to work solely in that, a company like WPP wasn't the right place for them. Um, and, but I always counseled them that, that if they could spend a few years learning the right professional skills, they could be much more useful in the NGO area later yeah. on. Um, and the more experience you get, the more senior you become, the more time you're allowed to allocate to those sort of things anyway. In the, my last few years at WPP, I still worked with very big commercial clients, but I spent an equal amount of time working with uh, clients in the NGO world. But you, you, uh, applying the skills of my fellows to their work yeah. and my own skills um, in, a, in a way that, that broadened all of our experience. Yeah. And was beneficial why don't for you just,
0: I mean, I was going to ask afterwards, but why don't you bring to light, I'd love, do you want to just talk about your, uh, what you worked, um, a couple of the causes that are, are very important to you and, and that you hold very, very close to your heart?
1: Well, you've already mentioned uh, the, the work that a group of us did with, with Al Gore and the UN, and that, that, was, that was over a couple of years and you know, very impactful yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fellows, former fellows involved in that, and generally, whenever I was handed a project and it, it was very often Sir Martin would send me an email on a weekend and 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 just say, "I was talking to person X yesterday, and they've got this problem, and I said you'd sort it out for them um, you know, which was which was a little intimidating <laughs> yeah. when you, you see an email chain and it's martin al Gore, martin Al Gore. Um, and you know, don't worry. It's only a small problem. We just want you to save the world from the impact of climate change. Um, but but I but I would always gather the people who I worked best with, for, and who had the right sort of experiences as part of their fellowship experience. And um, they, you know, I, 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 I mean, and also. Those teams would be people who all knew each other really well, who liked working with each other, and you're halfway there as once you once you've got that right team assembled. So, sorry, we did that with Al Gore. We worked with David Miliband's International Rescue Committee, uh, with the Eden Project. Um, I did stuff independently with the Gorilla Foundation and the Jane Goodall Institute and the Diane Fossey Fund. But the two areas where where my personal passions and tie intersected were. Um, that you mentioned earlier the school of Saint Yarod's in Ethiopia where Claire Carmichael went out to do a placement um, but we got a lot of fellows involved and there's a group of fellows still sponsor a um, a scholar at oh, the school of Saint Yarrod. Uh, which is which is a which is a very interesting it's a very interesting educational experiment to try to bring the highest quality education to the most deprived kids in in Addis Ababa, um, and it's it's fantastic. We we sponsor a couple of kids ourselves, um, and then the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, um, where where Callum Cheadle yeah. went out on a placement, mm-hmm. um, but we 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 developed a relationship. Actually, initially through you, you made the in- initial introduction between uh the Sheldricks and myself um, and I've subsequently worked a lot with them I guess I've worked with them for three or four years now and still do um and I I went out to Kenya a couple of years ago to to present a new logo I didn't know that yeah 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 so so the Sheldricks have a new logo they're now the Sheldrick Wildlife Trust not the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust which was our recommendation Um, but I got to visit all of their field operations and for people who don't know the Sheldricks rescue orphaned elephants in Kenya and look after them for several years until they can and rehabilitate them um, and until they can be reintroduced to the wild. So they'd spend time in a nursery in Nairobi, but then go out to reintegration centers where slowly in the Savo um, National Park area, they, they go out into the wild, meet wild elephants and eventually become part of those wild herds. Um, but it's a fantastic, so a fantastic organization. organization it's been a, it's and it's been a joy to work with and I'm very grateful <laughs> to you for making the introduction for me. yeah
0: and you also have, you've adopted an elephant
1: oh i i've I've got a couple of elephants yes, yes. i've got, I've got um um Bego and ambo um young elephants who are both now in the reintegration centers and starting their their journey back that's into the fantastic, wild
0: fantastic that's so good. So I, I mean, I'm going to wrap this up, but I do want to just know, are there any stories that have stood out in your mind from, um, from the
1: 10 years that we worked together? Uh, it, it's, really, it's really hard to think of individual stories because I, I, my, my overwhelming impression is of, of it being having a life-changing effect for, for so many of the people who yeah. went. Their perspective has been widened. Their sense of confidence has been increased. Um, and I, as I always said, it was a, it was like a finishing school for fellows, but it, it just created this belief in them that, that anything was possible. And, and I know you, I know you have chief executives when you speak to them about this who are, who are skeptical, um, I mean, why would I give you somebody for, for 30 days? And, and, and to me, it's a no brainer. And, and if they won't do it because it's the right thing to do, if they won't do it because it would help build a career, um, they should do it because as a chief executive, it's in their interest and their company's interest to do so. So, you know, they can be selfish and they can be self-serving. Um, and even if they don't care about the other benefits, um, they, they end up with a better, better employee as a result of that.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. Well, I have to say, having set this up, how many years ago, sort of thir- 13, I guess, we've been going 13 years, 14 years, um, to be sitting here and talking to you and having had the chance to work with you for 10 years, it's a huge honor, huge honor. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I'm very grateful um, to you and Sir Martin and Jeremy for just supporting us for all that time and just giving me all of the incredible opportunities of working with your incredible fellows and going to the to the um, Ogilvy Chateau and, uh, and the, uh, the Fellowship um, anniversary at the Tower of London. I mean, just so many incredible opportunities that we got to share together. So yeah, amazing memories, John, amazing memories. Well,
1: and, and we're very grateful to you. You became a part of the Fellowship family. And if you look at the career trajectories of all of those fellows who went on Thai, um, that the, the curve got steeper as a result of what they did. Um, so as an organization, I know that WPP was very grateful for that. And I'm, I'm certain that as individuals, um, they, they feel exactly the same way. Oh,
0: well, thank you. Listen, you're, you're, you're now starting your day and I'm ending mine. So you uh, you've got your Monday to look forward to. So I hope you've got a good day ahead. Um, And uh, yeah, and to our listeners, I will put in your book references so if people want to check them out because I highly recommend them and um, yeah, just yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Thanks, Philippa. Take Take
0: care. care. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Philippa again. So this is your chance to get involved with Thai. We have three absolutely amazing virtual opportunities available, all rooted in connecting the private sector with the social sector to make change. Thai has never been more necessary than right now. So if you're looking for life-changing leadership development opportunities for your employees and you want your company to impact the world, we've got you covered. If you're looking to step out of your comfort zone and use your skills to make a difference and keen to meet other like-minded professionals with similar values, then our Thai Accelerator program is for you. There are so many options, so I urge you to get in touch. Go to theinternationalexchange.co.uk for more information or just shoot us an email. Better companies, better leaders, better world.